Open your Bible to Genesis chapter 41. Today's uh, lesson is entitled Pharaoh's Dream. Follow along as we read Genesis 41. Genesis 41. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile, when out of the river there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the river bank, and the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning his mind was troubled. So he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was hanged. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream I was standing on the bank of the Nile. When out of the river there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dreams I also saw seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up after the are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. 
It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man, and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land who take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, they should collect all the food of these good years that are coming, and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt, so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen, put a gold chain around his neck. He made him ride in a chariot as his second in command, and men shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word no one will lift hand or foot in all Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name zaphnath paneah and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Azanath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made him forget all my trouble and all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end and the seven years of famine began. Just as Joseph had said, there was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph and do what he tells you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt, and all the countries came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph. 
because the famine was severe in all the world. Now, uh, chapter 41 begins with a time frame to let us know how long it has been since we last heard from Joseph. Uh, now, we will read from the end of chapter 40, starting at verse 23. Okay, so we're going to read Genesis 40, 23 through 41 and 1 to give us an idea. Genesis 40 and 23. Sorry, I lost my spot. There we go. 40 and 23. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Now it happened at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he was standing by the Nile. So that gives us an idea of how long this has uh, been. It's been two full years. Uh, Pharaoh has a nightmare. Notice verses 2 through 4. And lo, from the Nile there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed in the marsh glass. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them from the Nile, ugly and gaunt, and they stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. And the ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven sleek and fat cows. Then Pharaoh awoke. Uh, now, uh, just imagine, and you know, this is uh, scary, even if you uh, didn't have the dream yourself, if you just can kind of imagine seeing uh, uh, these um, a couple of malnourished cows standing there and they literally eat the big fat cows and don't uh, gain any weight at all. That would be that would be a scary vision. Uh, now, uh, Pharaoh falls asleep and has another nightmare. Verses five through seven says. He fell asleep and dreamed a second time, and behold, seven ears of grain came up on a single stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven ears, thin and scorched by the east wind, uh, sprouted up after them. And the thin ears swallowed up the seven plump and full ears. Then Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. So we see Pharaoh went back to sleep and had another nightmare. Now, Pharaoh gathers all the so-called wise men of Egypt to tell them his dreams in hopes that uh, someone could interpret them. Uh, look at verse 8. Now it came about in the morning that his spirit was troubled. So he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams. But there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Uh, now uh, take note that no, not one astrologer could give him the meaning of his dream. Take note of that. Now the cupbearer remembers Joseph. Notice verses 9 through 13. But then the chief cupbearer spoke to Pharaoh saying, I would make mention today of my own offenses. Pharaoh was furious with his servants and he put them in confinement in the house of the captain of the bodyguard, both me and the chief baker. And we had a dream on the same night. He and I, each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Now a Hebrew youth was with us there, a servant of the captain of the bodyguard, and we related them to him. And he interpreted our dreams for us. To each one he interpreted according to his own dream. And it came about that just as he interpreted for us, so it happened. He restored me in my office, but he hanged him. Uh, now, uh, it took the cupbearer two years to remember how Joseph interpreted his dream. 
Now, uh, Joseph cleans up and is brought to Pharaoh. Notice verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph, and they hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came to Pharaoh. So, of course, you know, this is what they would do because he's going in front of the Pharaoh. So he probably gets a good bath. He, he shaves, shaves his hair up. Now he goes in front of Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh wants to know if it's true that Joseph can interpret dreams. Notice verse 15. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, but no one can interpret it. And I have heard it said about you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Uh, now, now watch Joseph. Joseph gives all glory and praise to God in verse 16. Joseph then answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. So instead of Joseph being puffed up, he gives all the glory to God. It's God who interprets dreams. Now, Pharaoh explains uh, the dreams to Joseph. Let's look at verses 17, 17 through 24. So Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, in my dream, behold, I was standing on the bank of the Nile, and behold, seven cows, fat and sleek, came up out of the Nile, and they grazed in the marsh grass. And lo, seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and gaunt, such as I have never seen uh, uh, for ugliness in all the land of Egypt. And the lean and ugly cows ate up the first uh, seven fat cows yet when they had devoured them it could not be detected that they had devoured them for they were just as ugly as before then I awoke I saw also in my dream and behold seven ears full and good came up on a single stalk and lo seven ears withered thin and scorched by the east wind sprouted up after them and the thin ears swallowed the seven good ears then I told it to the magicians but there was no one who could interpret it to me so Pharaoh makes mention to Joseph what his dreams were. Now, the Lord gives Joseph the answer, and then Joseph tells Pharaoh. Let's look at verses 25 through 32. Now, Joseph said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's dreams are one and the same. God has told to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one and the same, and the seven lean and ugly cows that came up after them are seven years, and the seven thin ears scorched by the east wind shall be seven years of famine. Uh, it is as I have spoken to Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. Behold. Seven years of great abundance are coming in all the land of Egypt, and after them seven years of famine will come, and all the abundance will be given in the land of Egypt, and the fam famine will ravage the land. So the abundance will be an unknown in the land because of uh, that subsequent famine, for it will be very severe. Now, as for the repeating of the dream to Pharaoh twice, it means that the matter is determined by God, and God will quickly bring it about. Now, uh, after Joseph gives the interpretation that the Lord gave him, Joseph advises Pharaoh. Let's look at verses 33 through 37. And now let Pharaoh take uh, look for a man discerning and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh take action to appoint an overseer in charge of the land and let him exact a fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven years of abundance. Then let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming 
and store up the grain for food in the cities under Pharaoh's authority and let them guard it and let the food become as a uh, reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which will occur in the land of Egypt so that the land may not perish during the famine. Now, the proposal seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his servants. So we see Joseph gives Pharaoh advice here on what should be done in these years of famine. Now, Pharaoh tells Joseph that he is the man. Let's look at verses 38 through 44. Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has informed you of all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be over my house. And according to your command, all my people shall do homage. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, see, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put the gold necklace around his neck. And he had him ride in his second chariot, and they proclaimed before him, Bow the knee, and he set him over all the land of Egypt. Moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, Though I am Pharaoh, yet without your permission, no one shall raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. So we see that Pharaoh has given Joseph, a, Joseph power and authority. Now, Now, Joseph gets a uh, name change and a wife. Notice verse 45. Then Pharaoh named Joseph Zephanath Penaeh, and he gave him Ashtonoth, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of, of On, or, uh, as his wife. And Joseph went forth over the land of Egypt. Now, the name Pharaoh gives Joseph, Zephanath Penaeh, Hebrew 6847, means uh, treasury of the glorious rest. Now, uh, jo now, Joseph gets to work. Notice verses 46 through 49. Now, Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. And during the seven years of plenty, the land brought forth abundantly. So he got all the food of these seven years, which occurred in the land of Egypt and placed the food in the cities. He placed in every city the food from his own surrounding fields. Thus, Joseph stored up grain in great abundance like the sand of the sea until he stopped measuring it for it was beyond measure. Okay, so uh, we see that Joseph goes out into all the lands in Egypt, and he begins to let the people uh, know to uh, you know know to place the grain. Now, according to grain farmers, soft grain uh, can be can be uh, stored from six to nine years, and hard grain can be stored for twenty five years or longer. Now, I'm telling you this just in case you were wondering how Joseph could store up food for seven years. I'm also telling you this because I, at one point, used to wonder that myself. Like, well, okay, there's going to be seven years of famine. We know that Egypt, according to scripture, was well, had plenty of food in this time. So I always wonder, how did this food last? You know, I, I've never seen tomatoes and um, uh, cucumbers or pickles last that long. But when I did research, I realized that what they mainly saved was grain. And according to grain, actual grain farmers, this grain could be stored for all of these years. So now it makes sense. Now, uh, Joseph has two sons. Let's look at verses 50 through 52. Now, 
Before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph, whom Ashtonoth, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore to him. And Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. And he named the second Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Okay, now uh, the famine uh, hits just as God told Joseph. Let's look. Notice verses fifty-three through fifty-four. When the seven years of plenty, which had been in the land of Egypt, came to an end, and the seven years of famine began to come, just as Joseph had said, then there was famine in all the lands. But in the land of Egypt, there was bread. So we see the 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 dream that Pharaoh had that God showed to Joseph has come true just as the Lord has said. Now, uh, the people cried to Pharaoh, but he said, Joseph is the man. Let's look at the last few verses, 50 through 57. I'm sorry, 55 through 57. So when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried out to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, go to Joseph, whatever he says to you, you shall do. When the famine was spread over all the face of the earth, then Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. And uh, the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. And the people of all the earth came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe in all the earth. Okay, uh, now it says uh, all the earth, Hebrew 776, which uh, which is in this context means district, region, or country. Now, this does not mean that people in Australia, Northern Europe, uh, North America, or South America came over to Joseph, but it is talking about the people in this general area of Egypt. So, even though it, the scripture does say in all the earth, it didn't mean every continent somehow flocked to Egypt to get this food, but it meant, uh, as the, as Hebrews 7.76 says, it meant in the district, the region, or the country. That brings us to the end of Genesis chapter 41. That's all for now. God bless. Get on